played a game of trivia, you may know that Vatican City is the world's smallest country. At 0.44 square kilometers, the tiny city-state is the capital of the Catholic Church. However, there are examples of smaller, self-proclaimed micronations. We are not talking about the Vatican City today. We are talking about one of the most famous and colorful examples of self-proclaimed micronations, the Principality of Sealand. The Principality of Sealand is an unrecognized micronation that claims Ruff's Tower, an offshore platform located in the North Sea, approximately 12 kilometers or 7.5 miles off the coast of Suffolk, England, as its territory. Ruff's Tower is an example of a Mounsel fort. It was built as an anti-aircraft gun tower by the British in World War II. The fort is made of two towers rooted in a large concrete base that is sunk deep into the sea floor. Atop that, there is a large steel platform that spans between the two towers. This thing basically looks like a big Lego set, or like something you would build with blocks. It's very simple. Yep. The description, you may think it's something else. No, it is literally two poles with a piece of steel in the middle. That's <laughs> all it is. The interior of the towers house crew quarters, storage areas, and more. Like many of these forts, they were built in a dry dock and then towed into place where the base was flooded, causing it to sink to the seafloor. This facility was occupied by up to 300 Royal Navy personnel throughout World War II. The last full-time personnel left the base in 1956. In 1965, the pirate radio station Wonderful Radio London occupied the fort. Then, in 1967, the fort became occupied by Major Paddy Roy Bates. Bates had served in the British Army during World War II. He sustained several injuries before retiring and becoming a fisherman. In the 1960s, he entered the world of illegally broadcasting radio. In 1967, he occupied Ruff's Tower with the intent to broadcast his pirate radio station named Radio Essex from the fort. He never ended up broadcasting from the platform, but on September 2nd of that year, he declared the fort the Principality of Sealand. This is one of the most interesting parts of the story for me. What happened? Like, what happened between that time where he decided to make a pirate radio station because it was off the shores of Britain, so it was kind of unregulated? He made that decision, didn't do it, and then instead just decided to declare the fort a principality micronation. Like, what happened? You gotta dream big, Mike. You gotta dream big. <laughs> I guess you do. In 1968, British workmen entered what Bates considered his territorial waters. Michael Bates, Paddy's son, fired warning shots off the platform. Bates was a British subject, so was therefore summoned to court. However, the court ruled the platform was outside of British territorial limits, as it was beyond the three nautical mile, six kilometers, limit of the country's waters. As such, the case could not move forward as the platform was in international waters. Spurred on by this legal decision in 1975, he attempted to establish Sealand as a nation-state by writing a constitution and establishing national symbols like a flag and a coat of arms. This is where things kick up a notch. In 1978, a German lawyer named Alexander Achenbach hired several German and Dutch mercenaries <laughs> to attack Sealand while Paddy and his wife are in England. They stormed the platform with speedboats, jet skis, and helicopters. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's like a movie. <laughs> The group took Michael Bates hostage. Of course they did. But he was able to retake Sealand and capture the attackers using hidden onboard weapons. 
He held the German and Dutchmen as prisoners of war, eventually releasing them. What is happening? Why? Why? Like, this is the thing the Wikipedia article doesn't tell you, is why this happened. He wanted to be in charge, man. Achenbach actually held a Sealand passport, which is a thing. So he was held and convicted of treason. Germany asked Britain to intervene, but Britain claimed they did not have jurisdiction over Sealand. Roy Bates relented after several weeks of negotiations and subsequently claimed that the diplomatic visit constituted de facto recognition of Sealand by Germany. Achenbach was returned home to found the Sealand rebel government, mm-hmm. claiming that he was the platform's legitimate ruling authority. I kind of see from Bates' perspective this point, right? That like Germany treated him like a nation by having diplomats and doing negotiations. I can totally see at this point where he's like, well, now it's a real thing because the German government has recognized it. So let's talk about modern times a little bit. In June 2006, there was a fire that damaged the platform of the aging fort. A Royal Air Force rescue helicopter transferred one person to the hospital, but the damage has since been repaired. If you're thinking you've heard of Sealand but can't completely place why, it might be that because in 2007, the Pirate Bay, the BitTorrent site, attempted to purchase the fort after a legal battle in Sweden because they wanted to set up their servers and base operations there, but it didn't go through. In October 2012, Roy Bates, the prince and founder of Sealand, passed away. He was succeeded by his son, Michael. Roy's wife, Princess Joan Bates, died a few years later in March of 2016. Let's touch on those titles a little bit. Sealand is still run by the Bates family uh, as if it was a recognized nation and as if Bates family are its royal family. Roy decided to name himself Prince and his wife, Joan, Princess. Their son, Michael, is known as His Royal Highness Prince Michael. Today, Michael is Sealand's acting head of state, but resides on the mainland in England. His son, James, and other caretakers now represent and care for Sealand. The constitution that Roy Bates wrote in 1974, of course he wrote a constitution, consists of seven articles that cover a wide range of topics, including the constitutional monarchy, the forming of an appointed senate to advise the royal family, the banning of firearms except by individuals named to the Sealand Guard, and more. He was very serious about this. Sealand offers various passports and ID cards, all carrying the motto... From the sea, freedom. Beyond these items, the government issues coins, postage stamps, and other items that can be purchased on its website. Sealand also offers titles of individual nobility, including Lord, Baron, Count, all for sale. From 2000 to 2008, a data hosting company named Haven Co. operated from Sealand. The company's usage agreement forbid child pornography, spamming, and hacking, but all other data was allowed by the Sealand government. It claimed that it had no restrictions on copyright or intellectual property for data hosted on its servers, since Sealand was not a member of the World Trade Organization. Like most nations, Sealand does participate in sporting events. While it is not recognized by any major international sporting body (laughs) and its small population makes team sports basically impossible, there are claims to have official national athletes, including those from other real countries. These athletes take part in various sports, such as curling, mini-golf, football, fencing, ultimate frisbee, and foosball. Sealand claims that its first official athlete... Uh, was Darren Blackburn from Ontario, who in 2003 participated in trail races and a marathon and a marathon whilst representing Sealand. 
In 2008, Sealand hosted a Red Bull skateboarding event and the next year announced its intention to compete in the Viva World Cup, which is a football association for countries not associated with FIFA. In May 2013, the mountaineer Kenton Cool, which is a fantastic name, <laughs> placed a Sealand flag at the summit of Mount Everest. So, Mike, what is the actual legal status of this thing? This is murky. The claim that Sealand is an independent sovereign state comes from the 1968 British ruling that we spoke about earlier, that since the tower... That since the tower was in international waters, the court had no claim. In international law, there are basically two schools of thought on how countries are formed. The first is called the constitutive theory, that if a state exists exclusively by recognition by other states. This recognition could be diplomatic recognition, like Bates said had happened with Germany or merely the recognition of existence. The second is in the declaratory school of thought that says an entity becomes a state as soon as it meets the minimal criteria for statehood. This criteria is hard to define, but often includes a permanent population, defined territory, and capacity to enter relations with other states. Basically, it's super difficult to become a country. In 1987, uh, England extended its territorial waters from 3 to 12 nautical miles. If you remember the number earlier, that now means that Sealand sits within Britain's territorial waters. In 1994, the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea was passed, stating that, quote, structures do not possess the status of islands. A Sealand is a man-made structure in British waters. There's no real clear legal way for it to define itself as a nation. I call them all a big bunch of party poopers. <laughs> Sealand is probably one of the most incredible things that I have ever learned about. And I will never, ever understand. And I wish I could know more about why Akenbach hired those mercenaries. Why did he do that? It's like on the playground when a kid wants your fort and they come and throw water balloons at you just with helicopters and guns. Because this is the thing, like, even making that decision is one thing, but going to the extreme lengths that he went to is a whole other thing. Like, I don't know what he thought he was going to get out of it. Uh, it's, it's kind of incredible. If you want to learn more about the Principality of Sealand, the show notes this week are at relay.fm slash ungenius slash eight. If you want to submit a topic, you can do it from that webpage. There are a couple ways to go about that. You can send us an email. The show is at ungenius on Twitter, or you can find us on Twitter as well. Mike is imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I'm at I-S-M-H. Until next, uh, next weird article, Mike. Say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Adios.